Good morning on this Sunday morning, and welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we were talking about being renewed in our mind or in our soul. And uh, we use the scripture of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. We have here in the scripture and uh, the others that we're going to be looking at, we have an understanding that there is in us the real us, the, the, the inward man, the spirit man that is created in the image of Christ Jesus when we come to him and we are transformed and changed into his image from glory to glory by the spirit of God. And it says here that we are renewed Day by day. That means there is a processing. We were born again as a child of God. And through the renewing of the inward man day by day, the more we learn to be in union with Christ, with the Spirit of God, with God Himself, the more we are in union with Him, united in Him, the more that we begin to express the full will of God in our spirit, we begin to express day by day more the knowledge of God, not from a book, but from that communion, that fellowship, that koinonia that exists between our spirit and his spirit. And as the process goes by, according to the book of 2 Corinthians in chapter 3, in verse 17 and 18, it says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And if the Spirit of the Lord is united or in union with our spirit, there should be liberty in us too. But if that hard shell of the flesh has not been broken, has not been crucified, and day by day we've taken up our cross so it stays crucified, then the inward man has no way of expressing itself. But if our inward man is being renewed day by day as we pray, as we study the word, as we fellowship with other believers, as we worship God, as we every single day are renewed little by little, then there is an inward transformation and change that is taking place in us. Now the scripture says that this process is being brought about because of the things that we are going through. These uh, so-called afflictions, these uh, tribulations, these trials, uh, whatever you want to call it. We could even say uh, uh, temptations. uh, But these things that are happening in us are a result of Either the workings of the flesh of someone else, the workings of the flesh in our own lives, or the workings of the devil himself, or God allowing and permitting these things in our life so that they can bring us through the process of being renewed day by day. Even Jesus himself was permitted to be tempted by the devil out in the wilderness those 40 days, but yet without sin. Jesus himself was persecuted 
by the Pharisees and Sadducees of his day. Uh, Jesus was in constant battle with the religious people of his time. So all these things that were happening were part of his obedience as a son. So as we grow from childhood, desiring as babes uh, the sincere milk of the word to grow thereby, then we begin to grow and grow. And the more we are led by the Spirit of God and obey the Spirit of God and obey the will of God, the more we are being brought into sonship. Now, a son is also not just only an heir, but one that exercises the authority that has been bestowed by the Father, by the Heavenly Father, in his life to administer our inheritance here on earth so that we can truly say, Our Father which is in heaven, holy is thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. In other words, we reach a place where we seek the will of God to be accomplished and done on this earth more than we seek our own selves a, a place in life of some sort. But as we look at the scripture and we continue reading in the book of 2 Corinthians in chapter 4, it says in verse number 17, For our light afflictions, which are but for a moment, and they are, when you consider eternity compared to 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years of the afflictions of this life, they are but for a moment. But notice what it says. <clears throat> It worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. See, a lot of people look at it as a negative. Paul saw it as a positive. But the working and the effectual working of that glory, that weight of glory, that eternal glory in our lives, is as we are looking not at the things which are seen, but we're looking at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Let's look at it again in verse 17, 2 Corinthians 4. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, that means it's temporal in comparison to eternity, it works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. The book of Colossians says that Christ is our hope of glory. That's in uh, uh, Colossians chapter 1, uh, verse 27. It says, He is our hope of glory. But it also says in the book of 2 Corinthians in chapter 3, as I mentioned before, that what is happening in us, there is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of God. And we're being changed, what? Into the image of Christ. The image of Christ is what we are bearing. That is what we are reflecting. That is what the world should be seeing coming through our mortal physical bodies, through our soul, 
and even everything and anything that involves our spiritual life, the world should be able to see that manifested in us if we are being renewed day by day and we are going from glory to glory just as we go from faith to faith, strength to strength, and light to light according to the scripture. So it says in James chapter 1 verse 21, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. That means we're talking about our will, our mind, and our emotions being transformed. The moment that we're born again, yes, instantly our spirit is made alive unto God. It's quickened and all of these things and glorious things that spiritually take place. But yet, our soul must be influenced by our inner man. And one of the ways to do that is to allow the engrafted word of God to take its position and its roots in our minds, in our minds to be able to weed out and cast out anything that is contrary to the word of God, which would be contrary to the will of God. So if we look at Romans chapter 12, verse 12, verse 2, it says, And be not conform, conformed, and the word there conformed, would be the same as we are made into or fashioned into the pattern of Christ. Don't be fashioned or formed into the pattern of this age, but instead be transformed. Metamorphous, be transformed, be changed. By what? By the renewing of your mind that you may be able to. It's with the renewed mind that we're able to distinguish the good will, the acceptable will, the perfect will of God. Without that renewed mind, it's a kind of shoot and hit and miss uh, thing. We may or may not, but when our mind is renewed, then we know what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23 says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Just like the Bible talks in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, in verse uh, uh, 9, 10 and onward, it talks about the mind, of the, <clears throat> the mind of the spirit. Now it talks about the spirit of our mind. And I, I'm not going to get into that right now. Maybe another day I'll discuss that a little bit more to distinguish that. But then it says in Ephesians 4.24, And put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and in true holiness. And verse uh, 30 of chapter 4 of Ephesians, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. Colossians 3.8 But now you are also <clears throat> put off all these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, Filthy communication out of your mouth. Uh, verse 9, lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds, the flesh, 
And of course, that also includes the soul that is unregenerated, the soul that has not been transformed, has not been changed, because we can be saved in our spirit and yet never, never, never renew our minds and continue along the same old path of the flesh as though we had never been saved. We have to consider this. There has to be a putting off of the old man with his deeds. And in verse number 10, it says, And put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. See, we are renewed in the knowledge. We, we know God with our spirit, but our understanding cannot grasp that. Therefore, there must be a renewing of our mind so that we are renewed in the knowledge of God according to the spirit of God and our spirit, not according to the dictates or the teachings or the doctrines according to the mind. But those that flow from the Spirit of God, according to the written Word of God, and then the mind is transformed little by little. It's not, it's not an instantaneous thing. It is a process, just like the inward man is renewed day by day. And we're given the reason why. It says in 2 Corinthians 10.3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Our battle is not with flesh. We find that also in Ephesians in chapter 6. From verse 10 onward. And our battle is not against flesh and blood. But against principalities and powers. While here it says in verse 10. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not of the flesh. But they're mighty through God to pulling down strongholds. So the strongholds are going to be built up in the mind, not in the flesh. The flesh is supposed to be dead. It's supposed to be crucified. But in the mind, which is still the go-between the flesh and the spirit. In the mind, the flesh wants to dictate what it wants. In the mind, the spirit, our spirit, the Holy Spirit, wants to dictate what is the will of God. Therefore, we find ourselves in the battleground of the mind. The reason for the renewing of the mind. So that it can be changed and transformed into the knowledge of God. Not the knowledge of having read something about God. Which is very different. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down, here it is, here's where the battle's taking place. And notice what these things are. It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Remember, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword and it is able to separate and divide asunder. It's supposed to be able to separate to separate what is thought from the spirit and what is thought from the flesh or the old soul. What is intent from the heart and what is intent out of the soul so that we can distinguish and make every one of these things be captive and obedience unto Christ. And having done all in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. 
Well, we've run out of time, but we'll continue along this path. Join us on Monday. But until then, the Lord richly bless you. Keep looking up. Our redemption draweth near. Amen.